You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Faye Tan is the mama behind mama movement. Faye, like so many women, has previously felt ashamed of her body and has been guilty of mistreating her body instead of appreciating it for all the amazing things it has done. But since then, she's discovered a female fitness community where strong was the goal, not skinny. She's then been on a journey to learn about health, nutrition, and of course, about movement. With Mama Movement, Faye is on a mission to spread a message of body positivity and to create sustainable, colourful and high-performance activewear that brings a little bit of joy every time you put them on. In today's episode, I chat with Faye about the behind the scenes of her business, how she collaborates with artists to license their designs and how she balances creating a movement with selling a fashion brand. Faye, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We were just talking about our time at the Osmopreneur Awards in Sydney. I feel like um, that's the start of all my episodes at the moment because I roped in all the amazing women to come on the podcast. <laughs> and yeah, congratulations on your award. Thank you. And same to you. I think I met you there because we were <laughs> both you. up on the stage at some point, <laughs> which is very exciting. Yeah. So... Tell us a bit about Mama Movement. How did it all start? Oh, how did it start? Um, So I was working in a very different industry, um, a corporate career in financial services that I was doing for 10 years, and I was really good at my job. But I think, to be honest, the closer I kind of worked up my way on that corporate ladder, the more I felt like I was losing my soul. Um, I was selling my soul to the devil, so to speak. I won't say who I worked for, but it was, <laughs> no, quite, <laughs> it was quite a painful experience towards the end. And I kind of thought, you know, I was doing it for obviously some good money and a lot of stability. And I needed that at the point that I was starting a family. And I stayed home yeah. with my daughter for 12 months when she was born. And then I went back into work and... I guess when I was back in that work environment and so desperately unhappy that actually I was crying on quite a regular basis in the toilet at work, that's when I realized like life is way too short to spend five days a week or four days a week at the time, four days a week doing something that was making me this miserable. So I left. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I was going to started a a passion project and something that would set my soul on fire again. And I guess really show my daughter that you can take risks and you can do things that you love and then everything else will just sort itself out. I feel like we get a little bit more brave after we've had kids because it's not just about us anymore. We're like setting this role model and we're like, I would tell her to go for it. So I need to go for it. Exactly. You cannot probably see me, but I'm nodding furiously at that. <laughs> um, and I think she was my inspiration um, and my source of bravery for eventually leaving 
you know, that job and just saying, okay, so what do I want to do with my time? And I knew it was going to be something about empowering and celebrating women because that's always been my passion. Even at the job that I was doing, I was like the women's champion there. I was also managing, you know, and mentoring quite a few women and, you know, younger women coming up through the organization. And so it always has been about that for me. And so after lots of kind of thinking and brainstorming on my different ideas, eventually the one that I kept coming back to was about starting an active wear label. Um, I have a history of an eating disorder and that also kind of came into my passions and what I wanted to help women with. And, and yeah, an active wear label that I thought, let's make it really bright and colorful and let's make it all about celebrating women's bodies in all shapes and sizes with color, you know, showcasing the strong and healthy and beautiful body. It's not one size fits all. And yeah. And so that was how mama movement was born. So you've gone from being in the financial services to going, Hey, let's start an active wear (laughs) brand. Where did you even start? Um, furiously researching. I, <laughs> I mean, the role that I was doing there was to help the business to connect and understand our customers and to really help some really technical-minded people in the business design experiences that would resonate with the customer needs, with their goals, with their pain points. And so I guess I've always had that brain that likes to put myself in the customer's shoes, like walk in her shoes. Mm. And so, you know, when I, when it came to building my business, that translated across as well. And I kind of went, okay, well, I already live in active wear, given I was unemployed at the time <laughs> or self-employed, yes, I should I'm say. Currently wearing active wear. <laughs> um, and I was quite active anyway in um, a few different gyms and things that I was doing, you know, as, as part of my mental health, I at the time really needed to work out like five times a week. It's kind of reduced since then, but it was, you know, something I was already living in. And so I guess I just put myself in her shoes and go, what would I want this perfect active wear label for moms to look like? And so I started from there, started from building a brand um, and really understanding what that brand was going to stand for. And then obviously then furiously getting myself all across what the manufacturing process for clothing even looks like. And I met up with so many amazing women who are happy to, to share their knowledge with me on That's on great. how a clothing label can get set up and I spoke to a few businesses you know run by women who had done um you know clothing labels before or worked at a big clothing brand or smaller clothing brands and I guess through all of those discussions and experiences and lots of researching myself as well on the internet it all kind of fell into place when I found a really good manufacturer and pattern maker that I could work with to translate my very dodgy drawings into really <laughs> high quality performance activewear so oh, that's amazing. So you've taken this idea and concept and I love the name because it is kind of a movement that you're doing, right? It's not just about come buy my clothes, look at these, they're pretty. You really are spreading that message behind your brand about body positivity, which I absolutely love. Uh, you know, I'm a plus size myself and, you know, you walk into some of the bigger, better known activewear shops and all the models are so skinny and all the people that work there are so skinny and I start to pick up the clothes and think, oh, my God, this isn't going to fit like one leg, let alone two <laughs> legs in it. So it is refreshing to see, you know, a brand that really encompasses all bodies and 
I, I love like looking at your feed even on Instagram. You can just see how diverse all your models are and their different body shapes. And, you know, you've got breastfeeding women on there showing off, you know, maternity range as well. And Casey Romeo is one of my favorite artists ever. So the fact that you've got her patterns on there as well, it just really draws me in. So I'm obviously your target market. <laughs> so tell us now, now that you've got the established brand, how long have you been going for? We officially launched in July 2020. So it's just over two years now. Wow. So you've come such a long way in two years. What does a typical day look for like for you now? A typical day. It almost feels like a trick <laughs> question asking me that because every day is just so different and it, it has constantly changed over the last two years as well as the business has grown and my focus has had to shift a lot from kind of startup to scale up. And right now I actually have a four-month-old baby as well as my four-year-old, but I have a four-month-old new-ish baby as well and so and my four month old is exclusively breastfed so my typical day is very broken up at the moment because it's divided between looking after bub and everything he needs and then trying to squeeze work in and around the edges of that um so it normally starts my day starts with a strong cup of coffee usually (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna need that yeah (laughs) In four months, right when the sleep regression kicks yeah, in, hey? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and also he's just sleeping less now as well because it used to be um, I, I have him sleeping often in a wrap, in a carrier on me. And so as he sleeps, I work. Yeah. My hands are free. Multitasking, love <laughs> it. Um, but as he grows older, he's sleeping a little bit less each time. So I'm having to find a new rhythm and new way of working as we progress along. Um, and it will change all over again when you start solid. So, you know, every day is really different, but I guess how I manage my day, I always start my day with Trello. So Trello is my tool for managing mm-hmm. not just my workload, but the work of the team as well. Um, and we have like a million different competing priorities at the moment. It feels like we're heading into our busiest season ever, which I think most retail and e-com uh, in that same boat, October, November, is huge. Yeah, quarter fours coming yeah, quick. Yeah, and so we're just heading into that really, really crazy busy season. And Trello is the only way I can keep my world organized at the moment. So every morning, the first thing I do is open it up and just kind of get myself in the zone of, okay, where are all of my priorities at? What are the things that need my attention today? Um, and how have I gone with yesterday's priorities and can I move things around? Um, because I, I just have to be really flexible at the moment working around a baby. So it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a juggle. (laughs) I mean, oh, well done. Uh, so you mentioned your team. What does that look like? I have an amazing team. So I'm so excited about this because for a long time, it was just a team of one, me doing everything. (laughs) And then last year, um, as I was kind of progressing my pregnancy and realizing that, no, this was not sustainable anymore, not while I was pregnant, not while the business was growing so rapidly and not when I was going to be expecting a baby to be arriving, you know, in the next year. So I have now an amazing team. The first person I brought in is Olga. She's our customer operations manager and she's in charge of everything to do with the customer experience. So she answers customer inquiries she gets all of the orders out to our customers. Um, she is the organized brain that I needed in the warehouse when I, when we moved into a warehouse out of my home garage. Um, and she also has that customer lens to her job. So she 
cares as much about our customers and community as I do, which is amazing because it means that she's making sure that she responds to all of our customer inquiries with so much care and love. Um, and then when she packs the orders as well, all of that care and love goes into every single parcel that she packs for our. Sounds like you've got an amazing staff member on yeah, your hands yeah, there. Yeah, Olga is a special, special human. And then more recently, we also brought on the lovely Kesh Kashina, and she's our social media and community manager. So her role is to help me on the marketing and the social social media side of the business. And I guess it's the part of the business that I love the most because I love commu- like connecting with my community on socials. I love the creative aspect of marketing. But, you know, as I was two months away from giving birth, realizing I actually <laughs> couldn't physically still keep all of that social media and community management aspect to myself. I had to bring someone on who would be able to help me nurture and grow this community and give it the attention and care that you know, I would probably not be able to do as much as I would have liked to because I've got to also look after a newborn. So we still definitely share yeah. that, that role. Um, and she's part-time in that role, but it's been such an amazing thing having her on board, having a different creative lens to some of the things that we are doing, you know, fresh ideas, yeah, fresh ideas and just having someone to help create content on a weekly basis. Cause as we all know, social media you've got to keep feeding it takes it. time yeah. <laughs> yeah and it takes so much time and so it's been amazing having cash on board um, to help out with the community engagement and social media as well and then we have a couple of casuals that we've also recently brought on board because we're heading into busy busy season and Olga you know as amazing and quick as she is cannot physically pack all of the orders herself anymore as what we've been um, able to do before, especially with what we have coming up with markets and a bunch of things that we've got in the pipeline. So yeah, that's, that's team mama movement. Fantastic. So quite a lot of growth in the last 12 months. Yes, it's been, and I'm going to be completely honest here because this is a business podcast. It's been a massive amount of growth and it's definitely been the most stressful time we've had in the business working through that growth. Startup is almost the easy part. It's so low risk, or at least I made it low risk. I started with two boxes of leggings and two boxes of sports bras on the floor of my garage. So there was a low initial capital investment. It was the branding, a website and four boxes of stock. And that was it. And I didn't have to pay anyone else, right? It was just me. I did everything. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, in terms of where we're at now, where we've got a commercial space that I've got to pay rent on each month, I've got two part-time staff. Um, It's really stepped up the scale of the business, um, which we had too. I was massively outgrowing the garage, but it's been stressful. I mean, I think... um, there's that balance, yeah. isn't there, of that growth stage. You have to invest more because yeah. you've got to invest in those staff and the infrastructure and, like you say, a warehouse. But then you have to keep the constant growth in revenue and try and balance like getting that profit margin still with all the new overheads coming in. It's it's a hard exactly. time. Exactly. And, and the additional overheads, it's not like I can go, oh, I just won't pay that for another couple of weeks. No, I've got to pay my rent. I've got to pay my salaries. And so, you know, just making sure I'm really careful with cash flow now is, uh, is where I focus my attention, especially being a manufacturing, I know a retail business. It means that we're paying for stock upfront 
And then, yeah, you know, a few months later, later. we get the revenue. So yeah. the cash flow management side of it is really important. Obviously, there's profit management, but cash flow management is the biggest, most challenging part of, of scaling up a business because we're suddenly needing to buy bigger rounds of stock as well as the business grows. And so I'm spending pretty much as we, you know, yeah. as we gain revenue and coming in, we've got to start buying more stock. And that happens months before it actually hits the website. So that part of the business is definitely, it, yeah, it's been the hardest part of scaling up the business is making sure we're really, really good with cash flow. And have you got any tips around that? Do you use like the profit first method or any particular sort of budgeting methods? Um, I'm hesitating here because I have a background in accounting and I still hate numbers. Uh-huh. I hate numbers with a passion. <laughs> So I was obviously not a very good accountant, which is why I left that initial job that I had in accounting. But I mean, that background has given me the tools that I need to be able to look at my numbers coming out of zero, which is the the software that I choose to use and make sure that I completely understand and put in all my forecasts for what the sales are going to be over the course of the year. Now, obviously what our regular expenditures and overheads are that we have each month, um, but also being able to forecast ahead and go, okay, what does this mean in terms of the size of collections I can bring in? And I set a budget when I plan for my collections and it's very difficult because I love everything. I want to do all the things and all the colors and all the prints and all the styles, but that budget is really important for me to know right from the start so that I can go, okay, how much can I actually physically bring in in stock um, that will be feasible for us to obviously one sell, but also make sure that we meet the cash flow um, for, um, you know, given we're planning three to six months at least ahead of time. Yeah, that's a lot. Thanks for being so open and honest and sharing that because I know a lot of people listening, you know, people share the, oh, look, business is growing and this is great, but they don't share the, hey, these growing pains are really, really hard. Yeah, and I always say so, that startup is easy, scale up is whew, it's a whole new, whole new battlefield. So how do you decide what to bring out next? Like you say, you can't do it all because obviously there's so many different designs you could bring out and different clothes and things like that. How do you decide what makes the cut for your budget? So this is a really good question and it comes... I guess in two different ways. The first is obviously I make what I love and I design what I love. um, And I am the main tester of our clothing. Although now I bring in additional people of different sizes as well to test the clothing, but I'm the, you know, I, I try to make sure that anything that I put out there is something that I know I love enough that, that there's nothing else out there that I would want to wear except for what I'm putting out into the world. And so it's a work in progress because it's part that, but it's also part leaning on my community. So I have the best, we call ourselves a positivity posse. Um, they're my mama movement community and I lean on them all the time to give me feedback on my designs, um, to give me ideas for future collections. I'm always listening and I'm always asking for feedback And their input into the brand has really switched around so many different things. So, for example, you know, it started with just the standard activewear leggings and a crop top and some tanks and tees. And then someone one day saw our Rainbow Warrior design, which is one of our Casey Rainbow um, designs that she's done for us, and they went, you know what that would look so good on? A rain jacket. And that just set my brain into overdrive (laughs) because, yes, you know, as 
as part of a activewear brand that's for mums, a rain jacket makes so much sense to be part of that range because we as mums need it for daycare drop off or pick up or pushing a pram, you know, and you can't be holding an umbrella yeah. and pushing a pram. And so the mum would get soaked, whereas the baby stays nice and dry in their um, rain covered. Yeah. Um, pram and so just bringing that into the brand based on that feedback from our customers that's now one of our best-selling products is our rain jackets our spray jackets and so yeah I'm always listening and looking for more ideas from my community and they are so generous with sharing that because I think they love it as well being able to form what the collection looks like for the the next round and the next season the more someone's invested the more they're going to want to buy it when it comes out like I I had a hand in helping with that you know I'm part of that community yeah exactly I'm always about build a community with your followers uh, and I love that your tights have pockets too. So just a little <laughs> plug there if anyone's looking for good tights with pockets. And for the mums like me who absolutely love matchy-matchy, you can get matching tights for your kids. Yes, you can. <laughs> Which I think is so cute. <laughs> I've definitely got my eye on uh, some of those for myself and Izzy. <laughs> now, you do collaborate with some amazing Australian artists for your designs. So how does that work? How do you sort of find designers to work with and so what's that kind of process look like this is one of my favorite parts of what i do so how it works is i look for my artists online mainly on instagram because it's quite obviously a visual uh, medium and i am always looking to discover new female australian artists who i then collaborate with to commission a piece of art that gets printed onto our clothing so sometimes it starts with a concept that i already have about a print that I can envision an idea for and I can do a little rough kind of sketch and some ideas for colors around that and then I might approach an artist whose style I think would really lend well to this concept and we'll co-design this piece together other times you know I work Mm. with some artists who they will make something that they love and I will see it and I will fall instantly in love and then we'll work on and um, agreeing a licensing arrangement for me to license that print off them for a set period of time to be used on our clothing. So it's super exciting. Okay, I just so love this part of what we do. So if it's licensed, that means that you've got it for your clothing, but somebody else might be able to use it for something different. Is that the idea? Uh, it depends on the type of license that you agree with the okay. artist. Some licenses are uh, total exclusive licenses. That means they're exclusive to the brand myself. And no yep. other brand in any other industry, but for a, normally for a set period of time, it might be 12 months, for example. And then sure. other licenses might be industry exclusive. So it might be that I license this print from this artist for active wear and no one else can use it for active wear. I might say active wear and swimwear and kids wear, no one else can use it for that, but they might still use it for, I don't know, planners and stationery and yeah sure and then if you're commissioning that piece of art that's yours to own and as long as you want to use it yeah i mean it all depends on the arrangements that you um that we make with different artists Um, most of the time though we do go with um licensing rather than outright owning a piece of art that just helps i guess because we do want to always keep our designs fresh like i don't really want to to um have a room full of everybody in the same print because I think part of what makes it special. No, then it's not standing out like yeah, you want it to. Yeah, part of what makes it special is the variety of prints that we keep bringing out each season. And so we run our prints for limited runs. And then once we kind of reach that number that I think let's stop there, then we'll move on to the next next round and next round of design. So usually I 
uh, it works best for us to just have a limited license with the artist for a set period of time and it's normally about 12 months before we then move on to something else love that so I mentioned before that I do love that whole message behind your brand. You've got body positivity and working out. I read this because we love our bodies, not because we hate them, which I, you know, also really struggled with my body and, you know, yo-yo dieting for years and years and years. And then obviously having a baby and a cesarean. And now I'm like, everyone said to me, your body will change with pregnancy. I just thought they meant it would get bigger. <laughs> and then that was fine because I could make it go smaller again later. It doesn't. It like totally changes shape. And there's these bits of skin that I never knew I had that kind of all of a sudden are there forever. And I have so many stretch marks. I think my daughter thinks I'm a tiger. <laughs> and it's just such a change. So I love the whole concept around all of your um, messaging and everything. But how do you go spreading that message alongside selling your products? How do you sort of combine the two? Sure. So I guess for me and being, you know, my, my background in being an experienced designer, I always try to make sure that we are really clear on what our core values are. And those core values inform every single decision we take in the business. So one of our core values at Mama Movement is that we want to celebrate all bodies with color. That's a core value for us. Love that. So good. So we know that core value is translated into the product design, you know, making sure that we continue to grow our size range as the label grows as well to be as, as inclusive as possible. We go up to a size for Excel, which is roughly an Australian 22 at the moment, but we continue to grow that as well as the business grows. Um, the slogans that feature on our jumpers, our hashtag is sprinkle positivity. Um, and it's all about spreading. You can say that on your jumper <laughs> right now. Love it. And it's all about spreading that message of body positivity. You know, even the way we talk about our products and market them, I'll never use words like, like tummy control or slimming colors. You know, I just, that's not what we want to be known for. And I know that a lot of brands use that because, women of course we have some insecurities about the way our body looks but we just want to try to reframe that and celebrate the bodies that we do have rather than try to shrink them and so i love that that goes through everything you everything do, that we do right down to that messaging yeah. and even yeah. down to the models that we use the women that showcase our clothing on our website and our socials so all of the models you see on our website are actually just members of our community so about three or four times a year, I put out a call out to um, on our social media to our community and ask people to submit their applications to become a model for a day and all in the name of body positivity Amazing. because I just want to be able to showcase real everyday Australian women, all different shapes, sizes, skin colors, hair colors, just rocking color, you know, rocking, colorful, bright, inclusive. And they all wear. look like they're having such fun in your photo shoots. They all look so happy. And you even had a model with pink hair. So I'm right on board <laughs> with her. She looked fantastic. It's so funny. We almost always have a, a like one model with um, like vivid hair in every photo shoot now. I feel like we're starting to attract um, the colorful people into our world, which is very exciting. Yeah. Oh, I feel like and I'm going to get some of your tights and rock them to Pilates. And I'm like the most colorful person there. Everyone's in black or gray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all they wear to Pilates. And then I rock up. I've got some really fabulous bright tights and 
you know, floral pink tops and things that I wear. And I feel like, you know, I turn heads when I walk in because I'm not that one. <laughs> I'm the odd one out. And then obviously top it off with some pink hair. So I think it's going to go great with some of your tights and then my little mini me in <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I mean, I live in Melbourne. So yes, we're surrounded by black active wear. That's, the, I guess, the norm. Oh, yeah. So boring, yeah, right? but where I live now, we are in the inner west of Melbourne. It's been such an amazing support for our local community as well that it's not an uncommon experience now for me to walk into a gym or to a, a new yoga class or fitness class or even to a playground or a daycare drop-off and spot a pair of mama movement leggings. So it's very exciting. I feel like in some way... That must feel so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it, you know, it makes me feel good that we're colouring up the landscape and all the feedback we always get from everyone is that they will constantly get compliments about their outfit, about their leggings, about their jacket. Um, and it brings joy to them, you know, but it also brings joy to the people yeah. who see them because color just makes people happy. It's proven. It's like that dopamine dressing, right? That's right. So there are a lot of people out there looking up going, oh, wow, I want to start my own label. I want to, you know, put something out there. It may not be active wear, but what advice would you give someone just starting out? I think for me, and this comes back again to my experience, both in my corporate world, but also now in the experience I have with Mama Movement, I can tell you that most of the time when people buy a product, they're not just buying just the product anymore. They're buying a whole experience of a brand. And so true. I think it's that's why it's so important to make sure that right at the start, before you even build your website, do anything, start with getting really clear on what the vision is for the business, what the purpose is for the business and your core values that you want your business to stand by and making sure that's really, really clear before you then go and build everything on top of that. So as you mentioned before with the name Mama Movement, right from the start of coming up with that name, it was always about more than just active wear. It was always about yeah. women and mums um, and a movement of body positivity, but also movement having a dual meaning for active wear. But it was always about that movement of body positivity and that being one of our core values and core things that we want to stand by and be known for. And then that also then translated into the brand that we built around color and making sure that was really clear. Because if I was talking about a brand full of color and it had a black logo, for example, it just wouldn't yeah. have gelled. Amazing. Thank you so much for being so open and sharing so honestly uh, your journey over the last couple of years. It's an amazing brand. You've got me really pumped up and I'm off to go shopping as soon as we finish this call. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much and I wish you all the best for the next two and a half years plus. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to chat. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, be sure to check out my signature program, Ecom Igniter. You can find out more at ecomigniter.com.